0: What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Dark Waters. I'm your host, Josh. It's Tuesday night, just got done wrapping up this episode with uh, William Brewer, uh, awesome guy, fellow devil dog for all you civilian weirdos. That's what you call a marine, uh, but yeah, we're, we're both marines, uh, we both served around the same time together, and uh, dude, just dude, it's, it's just awesome to talk to someone who who comes from familiar backgrounds, but uh, you know, this was, uh, this was a great conversation. We've been trying to get him on the podcast for over a year now. But uh, he works shift work, I work shift work, so we just we couldn't ever make it happen. So finally had a chance, and uh, dude, absolutely had a great time chatting with the guy, uh, drinking a few beers, talking some shit, but uh, you know, this episode pretty much covers mostly uh, what he's doing over in the KBL, uh, what, you know, what Greg and those guys are doing, it's, it's fascinating, it's a new concept, um, it's different from the regular tournament scene that we got going on, but it, it, it sounds awesome. Um and I, you know, I got to apologize. I haven't done my part as someone who kind of covers the community and things going on. I haven't really paid a lot of attention to KBL. Just, there's so much going on with KBF and Hobie and Bass Nation and all these local events that I'm doing. It's just, uh, just haven't had time. No excuses, but uh, dude, they're doing great things over there, and it was it was, it was awesome to talk to a guy who's participating, who who has paid the money, paid the dues. Uh, he's just not some asshole just talking shit for no reason. Uh he, like he he's bought into it. He knows what's going on over there and it was it was it was an awesome conversation. Uh I'm a big fan of what they're doing. I don't I'm not saying I'm gonna start a New York chapter tomorrow or whatever, but uh I don't know. It's interesting. I might I might start a team. Who knows? But uh it was fun, man. It was fun conversation. Um I think you're gonna enjoy this episode. Uh especially if if you're like me, haven't really been paying attention. Like the, the whole concept going over there, this whole team thing they got going on. I like it. Uh, but anyways, uh, Will Brewer, great guy. Uh, looking forward to having him back on the show. Uh, we'll jump right into this thing. I, I got to thank my sponsor, Sticks Fishing, uh, that makes six rods that, that covers all your needs. You can fish angler, any technique with these six rods. Just um, awesome. And then uh, besides that, dude, they're doing all kinds of cool shit, man. You go to uh, sticksfishing.com. Uh, you check out their library, they got a wealth of knowledge. Travis Moran and Nick Ford Fisherman, they want to help you catch fish. So they're changing the game, guys. Uh, they just recently asked me if I would start a podcast for them. And so we're in the works, so I might be doing two podcasts. I might be doing the Dark Waters and the Sticks Fishing Podcast. I don't know, but I'm excited to be working with these guys. They take good care of me. Uh, go check them out. Uh, if, you're, if you're interested in a rod, uh, use discount code DARKWATERS, get yourself a discount, uh, X-Zone Lures, dude, the best plastics in the game. Dude, they got so many badass color schemes right now, dude. Go check them out, uh, whether it's finesse fishing, swim bait, whatever. They got it, uh, but use discount code capital D, capital W, 15. Uh, Rogue Fishing Company, don't lose your shit. Get some gear to save your gear. Uh, use discount code Dark Waters. And last but not least, Dark Waters is powered by Decodia Lithium, the best lithium batteries in the business, Uh, dude, that power box is the shit. It's got a flashlight on it. It can charge your GoPro. It can charge your phone, uh, whatever you need. And then all the other batteries, I run all my shit off of Dakota Lithium batteries. Check them out. Uh, those are my sponsor, guys. If you want to help the podcast out, check those guys out. Use those discount codes. I also got a Patreon account. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it, uh, but it's there if you guys want to donate some money to the podcast. That's how you help the podcast. I'm going to do the shit regardless, but, uh, if you want to help, there you go. But uh, yeah, dude. William Brewer had a great time, KBL fan. I'd uh, like to see what's going to happen with them in the future. I will be paying attention or better attention now. Uh, but that's it, guys. Have a great week. I'll try to get one more episode up if I can. If not, I'll definitely talk to you guys next Tuesday. Love you. Ciao. Whatever you want to be called uh, You know, we've been trying to do this for a while, man uh, I mean, we, we share somewhat same history and uh, shit like that But uh, we've been trying to get, do a show for a while Maybe your your shift work has changed or something like that But uh, I'm glad to finally have you on the show
1: Man, I appreciate you having me on, man I, Yeah, like you said, we've been trying to do this for a little bit And uh, finally had a little bit of time um, So here we are, man I'm excited yeah. to be on here
0: yeah, man. Well, I am too. Uh, first time on the show, you got to kind of tell everyone who you are. Introduce yourself, kind of like just who you are, uh, what you've done, what you're doing. Uh, try to throw in some things that are non-fishing related because we already know you fish. So,
1: <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know, I'm Will Brewer. Uh, I'm out of Fredericksburg, Virginia. I fish for the Washington Warhawks for the KFL. Uh Besides fishing, my uh, my normal job is I work as a serviceman for Dominion Energy. I uh, work on power lines. Uh, I'm the first responder. Whenever your power goes out, you call them, and my ugly mug shows up, and I uh, try to determine if I can fix it or not, man.
0: So is, that, is that what they call linesmen? Yes, yeah, linemen. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you guys are kind of important. <laughs> yeah, we are. Right. I mean,
1: we're kind of essential.
0: Yeah, kind of essential. Well, cool, man. Well, I know – you're a Marine. I'm a Marine. So we, we got to get that out of the way. We got to talk a little bit about that. I was a uh, 3rd Battalion, 8th Marines, 2002 to 2006 Kilo Company. Who were you, you then? So
1: uh, during that time, I didn't go to boot camp until 2004. Uh, after that, I went to um, School of Infantry. Okay. And my first duty session was one first Battalion, 3rd Marines in Hawaii, uh, after about five years there, I believe it was, uh, I went over to Quantico to be an instructor, to teach machine guns to the infantry officers, the warrant officers, the basic officers course, you know, the whole shenanigans.
0: Okay. And, so were uh, you in you O331?
1: I was an O331. Yes, yeah. Sir. I,
0: I, I was, I was an O351. Okay. Uh, back when, back when they existed. I think, I think, uh, yeah. I, I think my emo, I think my MOS is gone now. I think they, yeah, think they got rid of
1: it's, it. That's it. probably why you didn't get promoted at all. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, no, I, I didn't get I didn't get promoted because I was trouble. Uh, but uh, uh, but yeah, man, uh, 2004. Well, you got out what 2008.
1: Uh, I got out in 2013. I spent about eight and a half years there. Okay. Uh, at, right after being an instructor at Quantico, I went to First Battalion Second Marines. I went on a Mew with them. Uh, you know, basically got to do the whole little float thing and been thing of a jigger. And after that, I got out. I had a buddy. That I was a instructor with at Quantico. He told me that they had an opportunity to work at Dominion Energy to work online doing line work. And I was like, what's line work? Because, you know, you don't ever really look up, pay attention to any of that stuff until until you get into it, you know? Yeah. And uh, I was like, sure, it's not a desk job, so why not?
0: You know, it's funny like one of my buddies and I went to, we went to boot camp together and uh, we also went to uh, 3rd Battalion, 8th Marines together like, whatever we did our whole four years together uh, he ended up actually you know like we were, we were the same MOS and everything like we got we were paired together and we just whatever like the whole time we were just always together and uh, you know like I, not too long ago he just graduated the uh, I don't know if you could say that graduate but he just finished the linesman um, training program. Yeah, but whatever it's a big deal though I didn't realize how big of a deal it was to go through that like I guess because there's like an internship and uh, and everything you got to do like, it, its a, it's one of those things like it takes it takes a while to do and at the end of it like you've you kind of really accomplished something if that makes any sense
1: yeah it, it definitely does uh, I was very fortunate uh, for my company what they do is they actually do all the training in-house mm-hmm. um, so I got to use my SG my not I my uh, my uh, GI bill. Uh, as part of on-the-job training uh, to uh, train through them and to become a lineman. So it didn't cost me anything out of pocket and I actually made money to go do training. So that was pretty cool. Uh, But most people, the path that they go, they go to uh, Southeastern Lineman Training College is uh, what most people do to get that training and then they go out into the field looking for jobs and put that on their resume. But it's kind of like a little trade school college type thing. So they do end up paying for that.
0: Cool. All right, man, well, How'd you get into fishing? How'd you get into kayak? Tell, let's go about your uh, your fishing history.
1: Uh, let's see. I got into a kayak about two years ago. I was out with my family. Um, we were out on a boat and just a little small lake. I think I just put my uh, old treks on and, and my Solix is on my boat. And I was going out to this little lake just to test them out and make sure everything worked properly. And then when we loaded up the boat, man, they had this kayak angler come up. Uh, loading up his stuff, and I kind of like talked with him a little bit and asked him a couple questions and told me about KBF and getting into kayak fishing, and it really intrigued me, man. And so, uh, you know, I, I went home immediately that night, started doing a bunch of research, and I think within a couple of weeks I had a old-town Predator PDL, <laughs> so the, uh, you know, the fire, the, uh, the cherry color. So,
0: Well, what, what's your so, history before that, prior to that? Because, I mean – you know how to fish. I've, I've seen you do pretty well and you've only been doing kayak fishing for two years. So I imagine uh, you cut your teeth somewhere else.
1: Uh, I mean, I did a few boat tournaments here and there, a couple trolling motor only tournaments. Uh, I just couldn't find a consistent partner to, to constantly do them with me. And then just finding the time between work, uh, to lug around a big old boat and, you know, towing that around, um, uh, Plus, you know, boat tournaments are a lot more expensive. I say that now, but then I think about it. I'm like, I'm doing a tournament every weekend now versus like once a month. Yeah. And like I probably spend more in kayak tournaments than I would it, in a boat it,
0: tournament. It, it's so funny you thought that because this year I went ham. Like, I mean, I've been doing, I've been doing uh, tournaments for about four years now. Uh, but this year I went ham, you know, like I, I even started my own trail series up here. So every weekend I've been doing tournaments and I'm like, I was like, "Damn, dude, this ain't cheap at all. Like, this is, this is you know, you <laughs> no. and, 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 and most of my no. tournaments, most of my tournaments are local. You know, a little fifty dollars here, fifty dollars here, maybe yep. twice a month. Doing like a, a New York a state a tournament, and I'm like, all right, so at least a hundred dollars in tournament fees, and then let's just say like it's only an hour and a half away. Well, that's a take a gas there and back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's that's eating and that's drinking. And that's uh, and then you know, and not only that, but like you, like you go through a bag of baits pretty quick during a tournament." Uh, and it's just like so. I got to replace that. I lost a few <clears throat> jack. Uh, you know, I lose a jack Hammer there, jack oh, yeah. there, and then uh, you know whatever. And just like that wasn't that that, that wasn't a very cheap experience. So I, I, I I'm kind of like you. I'm kind of like it seemed like it's a cheaper idea at first until you got really hooked. Until like next thing you know, like you're you're you're, you're doing tournaments every weekend. It's just like it really wasn't that. It's just I'm not saying it's is as, as expensive as you're know, touring around a bass boat. But still, like I'm like my my wife, yeah, these, my wife gives <laughs> these weird looks every now and then. I'm like, I'm gonna win the big like, one, baby. Don't worry about it. You
1: know? Hey, eventually it'll hit. Eventually, yeah, the time okay. will come, man. It's just enough, you know, putting that time on the water to get it done. But it's funny you say that because you know I I started off in that the Predator PDL, and that was only two years ago, and I'm already on my third kayak. <laughs> so my kayak and the setup and gear and stuff like that costs as much as a small John boat or a tracker. You right. know, for my for my setup. Um, but yeah, before that, I just did those tournaments, man. And, um, I really didn't get into bass fishing until I was probably, uh, I don't know, like 26 or something like that. I was at Quantico and they had Lake Lunga that's right there, which is a phenomenal lake. They got shut down due to ordinance man in the water. (laughs) Uh but whenever we weren't teaching any of the officers, I would pull that bass boat over there and me and my buddies would go and have little one day tournaments, just a case of beer winner-take-all, team tournament-type things, you know? Right. So that's what I did, and I just fell in love with it, man, and just kept on with it.
0: Yeah. And now you're doing the uh, – the K. and I, I, I really got to apologize. I haven't been following the, the KFL that much. It just hasn't really been on – it's just not, it's not something I do, so it's not something I really pay attention to, but I know a lot of people are excited about it. Uh, a lot of people love doing it, and I need, I need to get caught up on it, but it, there's so much going – like, though we had, like, our sports really small, but we got, like – we got like three big tournaments going on a uh, series going on. We got like every state's got a trail series going on or two or three trail series going on. And now we got this and that's like, dude, I only got so many times a day. I'm not getting paid for this shit. So it's hard for me to like, <laughs> you know, just dive into every single thing that's going on in the, in the kayak fishing world. But, uh, all I know is it seems exciting. Like, you know, the people I know, people, I, you know, I respect and I fish with love it. Um, so it's a good thing. Um, dude, what is your thoughts on the KFL? How'd you get into it? And what's the experience been like? Cause I'll tell you this, I was there in the beginning when it was the, the KBBT, when, when, Greg uh, those guys started, you know, I kind of helped promote it uh, and, and things like that. And I thought it was a great idea. Like I thought it would be, I thought it would get better. Uh, once we got, you know, once we were allowed out of our houses, you know, cause when it started, it was during COVID. Um, and so we couldn't travel terms. were get shut down. So, you know, Greg, he came up with this, his idea, this bracket series. And like, People were excited about it, and then I was like, "Man, if he can just, you know, uh, evolve this and, and change this and get rid of all the sh- the things that people gonna talk shit about, because you know the online thing was always gonna be an issue because pe- people just don't like you. Either love it or you don't like it. You either agree with it or you don't agree with it. But uh, I, I thought if you if you kept the idea and you kept pushing it, it's, it's gonna go. It's gonna go to be something good. It seems like it's doing really well right now. Yeah,
1: absolutely, man. They just finished up their uh, their first national qualifier um Blake Power he ended up winning that one um you know it's going strong man there's actually still a lot of interest in it and you know just the the feedback from is positive you know we're, we're constantly growing and trying to throw out new tournaments and stuff like that uh Greg did a phenomenal job getting it, everything started and keeping it rolling and that kind of rolled into KFL Kayak Fishing League uh which has been really cool man they uh they started uh this year though along with KBBT next year um uh, it's starting to stream on uh Pride Outdoors uh TV network. So well, that's pretty Shit. neat, man. The, the very first matchups for KFL, I think Greg messaged me. He's like, dude, he's like, there's like 40,000 people watched across the nation during the live episode during the, the prime time thing. I was like, wow, that's amazing, oh, wow.
0: dude. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, I'm surprised dude. not a lot of people are talking about that because that's pretty big. I didn't know about that. I didn't know 40,000 people were f- not like when they say that, does he mean like? Like, how does that count though? Like, like, does it forty thousand different people, or is it a bunch of us yeah. who are like checking in, checking out, checking? Yeah, you know, I'm
1: not, I'm not one hundred percent sure, and I don't want to lie to you. I just know from yeah. what he was telling me during that time, that first streaming episode and stuff like that. He just said, you know, forty thousand people were watching at the time live. Cause, you know, because that, that's the whole point. We're trying, to, we're trying to progress kayak fishing into the bigger boat tournament styles like MLF and, and Bassmaster and, and all the other ones, you know. And just trying to get kayak fishing out there in the front, streaming live, just like all the big boys, you know. The, the, just because you're in a kayak doesn't mean you can't fish. and doesn't mean, you know, there's plenty of people that can afford to go get a boat and go fish tournaments. They don't want to. You know, they want to fish kayak tournaments because of the camaraderie, uh, just the people that you're around the Types of fishing and stuff like that, you
0: know, yeah. Well, let's go, let's just go let's stick with Kate the KFL a little bit. I, I had uh Conrad Benetti on here, but it's hard <laughs> to talk to him because he's always talking about himself. Um, I just see what I'm just kidding. I love the guy, he's, yeah. he's, he's a self promoter, right? Yeah, self promoter, man. Like, he, he does a really good job. He's like the Rick Flair of kayak bass fishing. Uh, but uh, dude, can you uh try to explain to me? Like, I know, I know there's different leagues. I know, like, the the Massachusetts guys got theirs. I know you got yours. I know Florida, the Copperheads, and the the Maulers, and all these people. Uh, tell me about the setup of how this all works, um, and how <clears throat> you know, and how a team comes to be, and then how it's decided, like where you guys are going to compete. Um, you know, I know like you guys, your your teams are like are bigger because bigger than what they they're bigger. Originally
1: thought,
0: yeah, yeah, but uh. So- so- it's, it's pretty neat, man. So you explain it so I can like kind of learn from it. So, so you know they have the northern and the south division and stuff
1: like that. Uh, we're here in that uh, northern portion of it. Uh, basically, it's it's six man teams. You have four people that fish uh, each tournament for each team, right? Uh, and then there's two alternates. You know, because people have work or they have other tournaments, they have things come up, uh, and then those alternates can rotate in and out for each one of the games. But typically, you want to try to keep your four primary guys or maybe one guy is a better river fisherman than somebody else. So you might want to put him in versus, you know, someone who doesn't fish rivers or tidal waters and things like that. Um, So, you know, we have the different teams. Like up here in Virginia, we have the Norfolk Privateers. We have Washington Warhawks. And like you said, the Mass Smallers. Uh, Then you go farther down south, Lone Star Bandits, all those different teams, Uh, Copperheads, Hurricanes, you know, you, you keep naming them. But that's essentially what it is, man. You have a home and away games. Uh, there's there's six games uh, throughout the season, and simply it's just trying to to make it to the playoffs, just kind of like NFL style. Yeah. So you had you know KBBT where it was March Madness style bracket fishing. Well, now you have KFL, which is just like you know a football season. You you have your regular season games, then you're going to go into your playoffs, and then you're going to start working down from there and to go to you know the championship. Uh, and that's what you're trying to trying to earn. You have your six games, half is going to be away and half are going to be home. We typically try to keep the games within six hours of each other because if the game is on a Saturday driving, most people work all the way on Friday not have to take vacations and stuff like that. They they can drive down, fish that tournament and then drive back up the next day and not have to really take any vacation time or take away from anything.
0: Okay. Now, uh, where you guys decide to like the tournament, like, or you know, where you guys going to compete at? How's that decided? And what's what's the, like the rules on that? Because like you know, the shit talking I see a lot about this is like uh, not fishing the same waters. Now I knew that was with KBBT, mm-hmm. um, and, and I'm not saying I, I agree or disagree. I'm just that, that was just some that's just the things that. I've heard. Yeah. So
1: so KFL yeah. is a, is a little bit different. These are you're all fishing on the exact same waters uh, before the season starts. Uh, the home, the home team typically they have. Uh, I can't remember how many it was. Uh, I think it's three, three lakes that they consider their home lakes and they can pick throughout the season, which three of the, which one of those three lakes that that tournament is going to be on. Now it's kind of, once they set it, that's it for the year. So that way it gives the other team time to, to pre-fish to match. Yeah. yeah. And you know, they can't be coming in on a Friday, but like, Oh, you know what? We changed our mind. We're going to go fish this lake. Gotcha. You know, so that way they don't get screwed that way. Now, but- they may say, "Hey, this is a, a river system. Uh, if it rains really hard and it gets blown out, and, and we feel that like it's unsafe, then we're going to this is our backup lake." Gotcha. So they'll say that so that way, but it'll be known ahead of time. Uh, so that way, they have that opportunity to do those map studies and stuff like that. Uh, but typically, before the season starts, they're gonna they're gonna plan out those those trips, and then Greg goes in there and they start working with all the other team uh, the the coaches and stuff like that, the team owners. And they just come up with the schedule, man.
0: Okay. So, now, how, how do the teams work as far as – um like because, I mean, are, are, you, are, are is your team all close to you? Like are they within six <laughs> hours? Like, how's that? Well, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean so you, you actually don't have to have – I mean, it's, it all depends on how willing a player is wanting to travel. Like, for example, our team hey, – Give me one second.
0: To- I, I got to say goodnight to the little man.
1: Good night, little man. Good night, buddy. Good I see bye
0: him. Bye. I see you over there working that tractor in the sandbox all the time. Yeah, yeah, he's got, he's got. But yeah, yeah explain the teams to me because, uh, you know, because I mean, like, mo- like, we look at like regular sport teams, they train together, they practice together. How's it work with you guys? Are you guys meeting together? Like, is there, uh, is there a uh, requirement of like what makes a team, if that makes any sense? Um, I mean, we have our, our group messages
1: and stuff like that. Our team is a little bit more spread out compared to uh, some of the other teams, and there's not really much time to practice practice uh, through the season because, I mean, every Saturday is a game. Yeah. Uh, so there's not really much time to, like, go out and practice. Now, that's not saying – because this is, the, this is the first year, not saying that going out as a team before the season starts and working on different things might be a little different. But for us as Washington Warhawks, I mean, we have – Bobby Morin who's down in Florida he, man, yeah. he travels he travels every weekend just about to go up to Virginia or, or farther up just to go do these tournaments man so that's awesome for him the commitment that he provides uh, the team to come up here and do all the fishing. Uh, we also have Dustin Arms who's in Tennessee he drives over he just drove I think he said seven or eight hours this past weekend you know just to come fish these waters now Dustin did live in Virginia beforehand. So he does somewhat know the lakes a little bit better. Right. Um, so you have him, but we also have Eric Siddiqui, is, who's on our team. You know, Greg's with him right now. and uh, but So we're kind of spread out. But it, in a way, I feel it gives us a, an advantage and a disadvantage. There's pros and cons to both of it. You don't yeah. have the well, guys that are here.
0: I think it's fine because, I mean, like, if you know how the season's going to go, why wouldn't you have Eric Siddiqui? Because what if you had to go do a tournament – on Clear Lake or not Clear Lake? I'm sorry, uh, St. Clair. Like well, we do.
1: <laughs> well, that's actually one of our tournaments. For, I well, guess, but, but, but uh, that's a
0: stra- it's a strategy, right? Because I mean, like, if, like, like, One of the things I would see, like, you know, like, let's just say if you're in Florida, right, and all you have mm-hmm. is Florida anglers, and all of a sudden you got to go up for whatever reason, you end up in like a northern fishery. Mm-hmm. Who the hell? Who? Who the hell down there knows how to fish northern fishery? You know what I mean? and absolutely so it's uh, it's kind of yeah
1: that is a little bit of that strategy man you know we have like i said we have eric up there and he can kind of pre-fish before we even get down there and kind of set us up as a team hey man this is what they're biting on these are the types of structure and cover that they're on uh and just keep moving along it it cuts that practice time down right um but you know for some of those i think um that's probably i think the longest one Trip wise, to have to go to. Other than that, most of us Virginia anglers can go out and. Well, then,
0: well, then when you look at the Massachusetts Maulers, like who every single one of them is from that area, the Northeast. They're all yeah, they're all Massachusetts, New England, uh, Connecticut. Uh, you know, I mean, but but I, I like the fact that it doesn't have to be um, that the rules don't state that you can't have somebody from another. You know what I mean? That, that you can build your yeah. team any way you want to. I think that's kind of cool. But, Absolutely. So what's the incentive? and this is something I was thinking about just now, but like, you know, right now it's just starting first season. Um, is there any incentive like for someone like, like Siddiqui, um, to come down there and like travel and fish, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, w- as you guys start to progress, like later in the future, you'll have sponsors and things like that to help, to help these teams. I don't know. And maybe you guys are already starting to do that. Cause you got guys like Siddiqui, who's probably already worked with, uh, you know, certain companies and things like that in the past. But, uh, you know, like some of like the incentives to be with your team. You know what I mean? Like, cause I mean like, cause let's just say <laughs> just, just being a regular tournament angler, there's no incentive for me to travel all the way down to Florida to do a tournament unless, unless I win. You know what I mean? Unless, yeah. I, unless I cast a check or <laughs> yeah. or just do really good. But I mean like, you know, it's, now this is kind of fishing, a everything to gamble anyways, but just, just curious, like to have a team like that, it's just so spread apart. What's the incentive to join your team?
1: So, you know, it is the first season. So, I, you know, I'm not sure, honestly, how Greg got Siddiqui and Bobby on our team. He worked all of that magic uh, of getting them up here. But as far as the first season goes, you know, the benefit of through it right now, because it is first, the first one, there's not, I want to say there, there's not much of a benefit monetarily. Right. Um, you know, you are spending money to come up and do some of the traveling and stuff like that. Uh, you, you know, basically get to be a part of the first season of it. So that way it, it, it will help you progress later on. There might be other teams that may want you as you do get those sponsors in, and there is a financial portion behind it. Right. Uh, they might say, well, he does really well. You know, maybe we want to sign him for one year and we'll get, we'll pay all of his travel expenses, you know, something like that, you know, so the incentive right now is really just trying to get there and build it. You're not going to make much money during the, uh, the regular season. Um, most of the money goes towards like the national championship, the Super Bowl of KFL. Right. Uh, that's where both, both so that's your goal is to make it there, and that's where most of the financial portion is going to be
0: divided up.
1: Uh, having well, those sponsors is what's going to help us do all the traveling and and putting well, more that, money. I the
0: mean, I, I can see that in the future because you're already starting to see like individual anglers get sponsored, and you're already seeing like uh, you know, cl- certain clubs throughout the country getting sponsors and things like that. I, I imagine, like, I mean, if you do, if you hustle enough, like, these teams can start getting their own sponsors, and like, I mean, this is going to turn into a thing, like, you know, like, like the uh, the Maulers going to have whoever they're going to have. You guys, are gonna oh, have absolutely. Gonna, I, mean, you know, I, I mean, I think mean, I, I think
1: X Zone like Lures uh, actually sponsors the Maulers. I'm, I'm pretty sure, sure
0: the Bellas would, or whoever that uh, that outfitter is up there, I think, is sponsoring as well. But I mean, that's. I see th- big things happening with that because, like, I mean, if this thing grows and Greg keeps, you know, putting his nose down and, and, and driving this thing, like, th- th- that kind of seems like a fun idea, right? To have like a someone sponsor a team, you know, pay, you know, whatever, like covering everyone's needs or whatever, and providing this and providing that. But I, I, I can see that changing in the near future for this. Yeah,
1: you know, absolutely. I think that the hardest part right now is because the concept is so new and you have actual teamwork versus individual anglers. So, sponsorship wise, going from a team versus an individual angler is a whole lot different. Yeah. Uh, You know, say I have my sponsors, Bobby Moore has his sponsors, Dustin Arm has his sponsors, so on and so forth. Well, if we get a team sponsor, that might clash with one of the
0: three. You know ah, saying? gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah for yeah. me, I'm
1: sponsored by Old 18 Outfitters uh, for rods. So if yeah. our team goes and gets a rod sponsor, then I'm breaking a contract with
0: my. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that because you know, if you got a plastic company, like I know, like, uh, you know, um, uh, Brundle, Brundle's with Exxon Lures, and but the team gets sponsored by Berkeley's or something like that. That's kind of yeah. like a, a contrast and interest because, uh, you know, Brundle's still doing an individual thing.
1: Yep. Absolutely. So So how how do you balance that and work that out? You know, is it something where, is that something where you talk to your individual sponsors be like, look, I'm on this team. Uh, I'm trying to use your product, but at the same time our team is sponsored by this, you know, and how willing or forgiving are those sponsors on that? They might be like, no, I can't accept that. I can't have you fishing with somebody else. Whenever I'm paying you X amount of dollars for tournaments. Very good point. Yeah. You know, so that's, probably the hardest part of everything as far as the financial wise of getting sponsorships for a team. Oh
0: um, well, yeah, because there's not, there's not a lot of money in the sport no matter which way you do it. But you know, you got guys like Brundle and Sadiki, and, and maybe even you, I know you've been successful at a few KBS events in the past. Um, you know, it's just like you guys fish this and you fish that. And you can be a team all you want, but you're still doing these individual quests of trying to, you know, you know, whatever to, to make, <laughs> absolutely sport, to make this sport is, is cheap. Or, you know, some people try some people want to make a living off this and be professional anglers. And there's some of us just want to make the sport as cheap as possible because it's expensive <laughs> as fuck. So, I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you, you know, I did a lot of traveling last year. Um, unfortunately, this year I wasn't able to do as much as I did last year. Uh, just due to, you know, family things that came up. Um, but man, it was, it's expensive, you know, that's if you stay in hotels, I mean, you can break some things down if you stay at campgrounds and I mean, it's still an expense. You know, I live in Virginia, my first tournament, I drove all the way down to Florida.
0: There's no cheap way to do this. There's no cheap way. There's no, like, I mean, I I tried (laughs) for the last four years. I've been like, babe, don't worry. This year's gonna be different. I'm gonna do it this Mm -hmm. way and that way. And it's still ex- expensive as shit. there's no, there's no, there's no cheap way around this. Like, you're, you're gonna pay the dollars. The, <laughs> the only thing, the only thing you can do is get good and win that money back. That's, you that's win that's, some of it back. Yeah. you'll not
1: make all of it back, but you might make some of it back just yeah. enough to keep you going. And uh, you know, and, and it's tough, you know, for families and stuff like that because you, you're chasing something that you enjoy doing. Uh, you hear it a lot. I mean, you know, most of us don't do it for the money. We just enjoy the sport. But at some point, when you put enough money into it, it has to become about
0: money. Oh, dude, you can't! You, I, I mean, like, yeah. I, like, and that, at that point, then don't don't compete. Just go make YouTube videos or something like that. Like, if you're absolutely, if, there's I mean, a lot if, of different ways. If, if you're competing, the goal is to make money. Like if people try to tell me, "Oh, it's for the love mm-hmm. of the sport." Fuck that! Like, I, 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 <laughs> like, dude, like, it take it cost me two hundred sixty dollars to fish a Hobie event.
1: Bullshit. Mm-hmm.
0: It cost me almost a grand to fish a Hobie event, with everything else, like, like no, dude, I'm I'm here to win money, like, yeah. and don't wrong. That part drives me, and I love that that excitement. I mean, it's just like any other thing, uh. But at the same time, like, dude, like there's there's a quest, and if you don't make that quest, dude, I'm out a thousand dollars. If I you know if I go to a Hobie event <laughs> and I don't win a dollar, dude, I just spent a thousand dollars yeah. on this trip and I got nut from it, and I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna be a little upset. I'm not saying I'm gonna hate myself, but I'm gonna go home like with my head down. Because yeah. now I gotta you go start, see my wife. I gotta tell, <laughs> I, I gotta ask my wife. Well, babe, can I go do the susky
1: now? <laughs> <laughs> well, What did you do in this last
0: one? Oh, I sucked. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah, and that's definitely the thing, man. I honestly, I don't see how some people do it. Some do KBF and Hobie, and uh,
0: oh, do, do some people
1: this crazy. I'm like, I don't have the time. I, one, I don't even have the vacation time no,
0: no, to get no, off that much. Two, I, I understand how it's different. You know, like me, when I go to when I went to when I go travel to my events, I get a campground, I have my little tent, I set it up, and that's that that's my base camp. Uh, then some people drive their goddamn campers, uh, or their RVs, <laughs> and that's their base camp. Dude, there's just different people. Some people are doctors, some people are paramedics. Some that's people right. are, are cops? Some people are mall security officers. There's a di- there's, there's differences between all of us. Um, Absolutely. You know, it doesn't mean I can't beat them though. You know, and that's the that's the part that keeps me going. Is like I can beat anyone. You know, if I if I can put it together right. But at the same time, it's like some people have better financial means than I have. I have to accept that. Do I want to do this or do I not want to do this? Am I willing to sleep in a tent? and go try to take people's money or or what? I mean, it's just it, it is what it is.
1: Eventually, you know, you're like me cuz you haven't been doing it nearly as long either. I think you've only been about 2 or 3 years now, right? Yeah, four. I think
0: I think it's my fourth season competing.
1: So, I mean, we're still babies in this sport. You got some oh, guys babies. that have been doing this since uh, you know, since the whole entire sport came out. Yeah. You know, they helped create the rules. They they've helped create all this stuff and the standards for kayak fishing. And we're we're just, we're just still infants in it, man, and I think all we can do—that's th- the good thing about this sport itself—is so many people are willing to help and, and share information to teach. Yeah. Um, and to where I don't think a lot of people in boat tournaments would do that, to be honest with you.
0: No, it's 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 completely different. Like, um, do I know it's for it's a fact? Like, uh, we're we're better we're a better community than the big boat community. Um, it, we just are. Like, I mean, like, dude, like. The only reason I'm as good as I am in this 4 years is cuz the people that I was able to talk to, the information that was put out to me. Like uh, pe- people have, like dude like I I literally I've had people like on the show give me their secrets that they don't care. Like it's just like it's a yeah. it's a different world here. Like it's just like you know and I think there's a, I think there's a reason for that. I think it's cuz like we all realize that we all like for, for for there to be a Jody Queen, there has to be me. There has to be this idiot who thinks he can beat him that that puts this money up because without me he don't get to make a living off this shit he don't get to no, he don't get the posts and like Christine Fisher and all those people they don't get to make this awesome footage this awesome and unless they're beating me they gotta have people to beat you know what I mean so it's like right, it's like it's like you gotta have us losers who are trying to get to where you're at and so you know it's one of those things like it, it, it's it's a benefit to like guys like. Uh, you know, uh, Cody Milton and Casey Reed and uh, Russ Schneider, all these guys have had on my show. It, it's, it's a benefit for them to help everyone else because it builds it like the sport has to grow and like it, if it keeps have, people coming back to want to fish exactly. More and if, if you don't have that, like what are those yeah. guys doing? Like, you're just gonna have what five people who are really good at fishing, fishing each other, <laughs> or do you want to have 200, 300 people that show up who you know who aren't that great but have potential?
1: You know, yeah. if, you know,
0: if we, if we treat this treat the same lucky we,
1: random rookie might win, you know, I mean, you look at, or, Matt, or, you know, or just, know, or just win. get
0: better. You look at someone like Catherine Fields, right? Like, um, yes, absolutely. I, I had her on my show last year. She absolutely sucked. Uh, it was her first Hobie event at Seminole. Didn't, didn't even, didn't catch a limit. I don't even know. if She caught a fish and for almost half that season, she didn't catch a, whatever. She just had. A, and now she's like in the top 20 for angle of the year in the Hobie. But yeah. guess what? Like she had a lot of help. She had a lot of help from Christine Fisher, Russ Knight Like all these guys. Like she she stayed with them. She she's learned from them. And if the, if the community wasn't like that, it, she wouldn't have been the way she what she's doing right now. And I think it's it, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, but yeah absolutely, I have, man. But but that's part. You have to grow the sport. Like bass fishing is what bass fishing is up there in the in the uh, the big boat world. It's also been established. I think there were like the fifty six whatever whatever. they've been around for a long time our sport hasn't so we got to build this thing and i think they've done a really good job whether it's chad huber or the anglers themselves or aj whatever a lot of people have done a lot of work and it's a good thing that and that's one of my fears is the sport gets bigger it's like it's like how long is it going to be like this yeah you know, how, long, I mean, how long is it going to be like this until it's because what it is eventually if it grows and these people want to grow Dude, eventually you don't want to share your secrets. Eventually you don't want to help no one. Eventually <laughs> it gets so goddamn competitive uh, that it's lockjaw. It's and it's competitive. Yeah, you, you're, yeah. starting
1: see, you're starting to see a little bit of that. Uh, not too too much, but I, I have seen it a little bit. Uh, but even still, man, the the sport of it itself is so it's it's so rewarding. Knowing like you can become a friend with somebody, message them at like ten eleven o'clock at night because I work shift work. I'll mess, I'll message you at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I don't care. Because I'll forget what I wanted to ask you, and you answer it when you answer it. But just having guys, man, uh, you know, I, I wasn't a very good jig fisherman, man. I freaking picked Robert Brown's brain. Uh, he's an ex- ex- a phenomenal jig fisherman, and uh, I just picked his brain, man, and I battered him this weekend. I mean, he put the hammer on me, but at the same time, you know, it, it's being able to message him for hours and hours and just – yeah. Seeing setups and how he fishes them and different things like that, and you can do that for a lot of anglers. I mean, Matthew Conan, I've talked with him. I talked with yeah. Derek Brundle to having that open communication with with anglers that are in such a, a high spotlight themselves, anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it, no, and it's really it's really beautiful the way. I mean, like, I mean, you've done these tournaments, but like, you can come back from a tournament, like, you get off the water, you absolutely got your ass whooped, and you'll see someone who's in the top ten, and dude, they're, gonna, they're gonna be like, dude, don't worry about, it, and like, and they'll talk about it, and they'll, t- they'll they'll give you like, they'll tell you what they did. Um, and then, I don't know, it's just, it's just really cool the way we all interact with each other. And I'm sure you know, I, I haven't met any yet. Not sure I did, you know, my first two seasons, I met a few assholes. Uh, but for the most part, like I, I have, you know, it's just been like just great people at the launches, uh, not giving out their secrets, but telling you kind of like how things went. And I mean, it's still com- like, we're all still competitive. Uh, but at the same time, like it's, I don't know, it's just like this, uh, it's one of those things where people are like, I always see people trying to pull each other up in the sport. In our little in a little genre of this sport, uh, you know, I, I see a lot of pull. I, I see a lot of pulling up, you know. Absolutely,
1: man. Uh, it, it is definitely if you're not if you ever thought about our interested in kayak fishing, man, or kayak bass fishing, or that I think they have the Redfish series now. Whatever, whatever it may be, just talk to a kayak angler, and you'll determine really quick whether it's a sport you want to be in versus spending you know fifty thousand dollars on a new bass boat. Yeah, so. <laughs>
0: You know? So go back, going back to the uh, KBL. Uh, how do you guys decide like where you guys play during the season? Um, that's like, that's got to be a confusing part because I don't see like I mean like it's got to be hard for someone like Derek Brundle to travel all the way down to Florida to go compete against uh, the Copperheads or whatever.
1: Yeah, you know, Greg uh, and the coaches they all determine a lot of that stuff. Like I said earlier, we we try to keep it within six hours of each other. Uh, just, you know, because no one wants to travel. I mean, Bobby, he travels up on his own. Like, he, that's what he decided he wanted to do with the team. He decided, and he does it. But as far as a team-wise, like, it wouldn't make sense for us to go all the way down to to Florida driving 13 hours and then 13 hours back after a tournament.
0: Right, um, right.
1: Whenever there's other – if we can establish a team closer to them and create a different division. Um, so that way – it saves a lot of those things, you know. No one wants to do that, so we try to keep it within six hours or so, so it can be a weekend thing, right? Um, and, and pretty much the, the the teams themselves decide. Hey, whenever you, you have your schedule, who you're playing, and then the teams will decide which lakes they want. So before the season starts, so say a team, you know, for example, for us, we had. Michigan come down, the ambassadors, they came down to fish the Potomac. Well, they might not fish too many, but you know, tidal waters and stuff like that. So we were hoping to put them on tidal waters and and beat them out that way. It didn't end up working that way because they came down and hammered us, man. I, I mean, <laughs> I got to give it up to those guys. Uh, Jeff Fader, he, man, uh, yeah, he, he definitely put the hammer on us. So, but those are little strategies that you, you put into place. You know, I wouldn't take them. Bring them down and then say if Lake Anna was one of ours to put them on deep clear water, you know, whenever they're from Michigan, even though yeah. we may not have any smallmouth in in Lake Anna, the fact that they know how to fish deep clear water, you know, yeah. So,
0: so, so when you guys decide like what lake you're gonna fish, does that have to be approved by Greg for? A, like, Is so, there anything like specific that, that they were looking for or things that like are like a no-go? Lake Anna is obviously a great lake to fish, so I wouldn't say that would ever be a problem, but I mean. So
1: one of the main – honestly, one of the main things about the lakes themselves, they they tried it. Obviously, the same standards as, as uh, KBF. It has to be um, a non um, – what do you call it? Uh, Department of Wildlife Resources. It can't be one of those lakes. You know, just right. the fact because you can't hold tournaments. That That's what keeps that little place in there. You can't hold tournaments on those types of lakes because that is a government rule or a state rule, whatever you want to look at it. So, But one of our main deciding factors is actually making sure that the lake has good service because we want to stream. We want to stream and put the content out there for right. the anglers' families to watch, for sponsors to watch. Uh, you know, it not only helps the teams, it helps the, the – the organization grow by getting the content out there, but it also brings in more sponsors itself saying, Hey man, there's, you know, we can see here in the live chat, there's three, 400 people in here chatting, blah, blah, blah. You know, I might want to sponsor KFL as a primary sponsor to add to their pot. You know what I mean? We had, they have, uh, was it Raz Eyewear uh, right now, uh, as far as one of them, um, Tor Stafford, which is here in Virginia. Uh, you know, our, our biggest sponsors right now. Yeah. And however Greg works those deals, he's the man behind all that magic. Um, but that's essentially our main focus is making sure that there is good connectivity to where your cell phone's going to work and we can stream because it's, you know, it's done just like this on Streamlar, StreamYard, but streamed live on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Pride Outdoors, uh, TV Network, all yes, of those. So cool.
0: I didn't even so, know that. I know you guys are on a live network. That's so badass.
1: Yeah. So, if, so you, if you check those out on Saturdays and then KBBT will be doing the
0: same thing uh, next year. Okay. Now, what is the, uh, what was I going to say? Um, how often, like, how, like so, so what's the commitment that you have to be able to? Because, like, one of the reasons I, like, people keep asking me to do, like, they want me to start a New York team. And I'm like, I'm not committing the shit because dude, I'm so busy, dude. I'm so busy with my local trail. Uh, I obviously wanted to, I got, I'm so obsessed with the, the Hobie trail series right now. And then if KBF comes up to here, I'm going to go fish a KBF event. So I'm very my, dude. I, I fish tournaments almost every single weekend. Um, what's the requirement that you have to kind of like, uh, you got, you, you got to commit to, to be able to do this.
1: Uh, so at the beginning of the season, so every team has to put in, I believe, uh, what was it? It was like $4,000, right? So every team that we had as collectively put in $4,000 that was to go towards the championship pot, right? Jesus so God. that's really what you're, you're so looking how much,
0: at. How much is that per person?
1: Uh, was it broken down? There's six of us. So 4,000 divided by six. I mean, math for Marines, bro. Come on. Yeah, I'm not okay. in the Air Force. No, no,
0: no, that's fine. That's fine. Like, it, it, we'll just say it's. That's a good chunk of money. It's like uh, it's like
1: six hundred something bucks, I think, or something like. Okay.
0: That. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll say that. Probably you, lying. you probably are. Um,
1: but <laughs> <laughs> but it's something like that. Um, so you don't see that as an instant return as far as your individual games, but you're looking for that championship. You're playing for the championship where that entire pot is going to be stacked up. You'll have your first and your second place, uh, and then those sponsors that come along, they're adding on to that pot, and then that'll get divided amongst your team. One, you know, whoever wins. So that's essentially the concept of it. And so that's your main thing is having that financial up front. You know, they'll, they'll basically once the season ends, they'll everyone start collecting your money up again. And then they'll have a certain day that all the teams have to pay up by. Boom. And that and this is just the first season. It may change next year. We may have enough sponsors that say, you know what, do, do your thing. And that's what the whole finding the sponsors for each team is trying to do where you want sponsors to come to your team and be like, here, I'm going to offer you a thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, financially to, to promote our brand. So that's essentially what they're trying to do. Um, So you have that, you have your six anglers. And then after that, it's up to you and the team captains. Hey man, I I have a tournament this weekend. It's a local club. I can't fish, blah, blah, blah. Then you'd say, okay, well, how about you? Can you fish? Or like I said, if maybe they don't fish any tournaments except for KFL, Hey, you're an awesome river fisherman. You're an awesome, you know, deep clear lakes. You're going to come up. So that's really essentially all it is.
0: Okay. But I mean, like, you figure out a way to guarantee that you're going to have four people. Is there a requirement? Is is there a requirement that Greg put out for the teams? Like, you need to be able to compete uh, once, twice a month, or whatever it is?
1: No, not for each. each, uh, No, it is is all depending on. on the team, how, who they want
0: to have fish.
1: Well, so I, 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 fish I,
0: I, I guess what I mean. I'm sorry, I should uh, word it better for the team. Like, how many times a team should commit? Like, like is there like the season's got it? Like, does he set up? Yeah, like, six games. So I say like January, right? It's January. Craig gets you a schedule. This is when you guys are, like, you know, whatever. Like, like regular sports team. Like, you kind of know your schedule ahead, and you have to be able to commit to that requirement. You know, like you're gonna have to, you know, like whether it's one tournament a month or, or, or one, 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 one yeah, event. There's,
1: a month. Yeah. There's no like set requirement. Just it is all up to the team captains to find those four guys that can fish for that, uh for that tournament. Now, okay. if you're always like, no, man, I can't fish. No, man, I can't fish. Then it's nothing to say, all right, man, well, I'm gonna have to let you go. We'll have to find somebody who can fish because every time I've needed you, you, you haven't been there. This is a team event. And yeah, you know, this guy has fished the last five games. He has a family matter that came up, or in a very important tournament, and you're the only one left, and you haven't fished any. So, you know, you have to look at it on that aspect.
0: Okay,
1: can't be afraid to cut
0: players either. So, yeah, or trade them, right? I think isn't that what I happened, trade him.
1: Bobby? <laughs> I trade him up. I mean, he was yeah. on the Copperheads and then traded up to to come over here. So, yeah.
0: So, so, so what do you think? How's it been going so far? Are you are, are you up? Are you are you okay with how everything's been going? there's always naysayers and like I, I don't understand why because like the people who want to participate literally paid like six hundred dollars to participate in, and the people who didn't, you didn't pay shit. So what the fuck do you care? Uh, but yeah. I, was, I, I was on the KBN. Like one guy was like, he was calling a failing uh, thing. I'm like, that. I'm like, what what are they failing? Like these guys are yeah. like, they're having if a they, great time. They, like like it's like. It. I will
1: say if they've never fished in it or they never competed in it, then they can shut their mouths. I mean, well, dude, like, you know, simple. it's simple. Just, it's, just it's, keep your mouth it's, shut it's, until you've actually done it and experience it. Until then, don't say nothing. Yeah. Experience. Come over here and put your money where your mouth
0: is and
1: do you want to fish the tournaments?
0: Yeah, build do what, do team, it. You a team, start a team, put $600 in it, and see where you end up. Yeah, to me, I gotta, yeah like I'm not going to do it this year. Maybe next year if they convince me to start a new york chapter but uh you know to me it just doesn't seem like there's anything wrong with like what you guys are doing i think it's a great concept i think it's a
1: i mean like, every just like everything you have your first year of starting something you have to find no one wants to sponsor something that's completely new without a proven concept so that's what we're trying to do this year we're trying to prove that our concept is going to work and then the sponsors will come we're, we're providing the content. Uh, we're streaming, I mean, for hours, man. I mean, we have morning games and we have afternoon games. We're streaming for, uh, I mean, tournaments start started, what, six in the morning? And they don't end until seven at night. So just like NFL, you have your morning games and then you have your evening games. Uh, and, man, the broadcasters have just been so phenomenal, keeping up the date you know, with all the action there, are, everyone's on the screen that, that whoever pulls up, everyone's on the screen. They may be talking to one person. Then all of a sudden they see this person is catching a monster over here. They'll be like, Hey, hold up. And then they'll bring up that monster and it's live streaming. Someone reeling in this monsters, man. I mean, you're talking about 23 inch bass, 24 inch bass. You get some of those Texas ones, you know, it's exciting. You don't, you don't realize how big those things are because even though the pros, you know, I see the pros, but like boat tournaments, you might see someone catch a five, six, seven, eight pounder. And until you really put it in front of your face, you don't really understand
0: how big it is, but yeah. we're trying to keep that live action constantly. All right. So a few more questions. I promise to let you go. And then like I got to say, like, this is my fault for not, um, for not paying attention. Like, like I said, the sport, like I do, like I'm just, whatever, dude, I'm, dude, I'm a Marine. You're a Marine, eight crowns. And my brain only <laughs> works right. a certain, you know, Like so, it's uh. What is uh, so what do you guys get? Let's like, just say, like, you, you, you compete in a tournament next weekend. Do you get anything? Like, just say, if you win that, do you get anything out of it for that event, or is it everything geared toward the end? Like, there's like, is there everything no is geared,
1: everything is geared toward the end? Absolutely, okay.
0: yeah. Um, so, so I mean, you know. like, to, to me, that's like, uh, it's not a bad or a good thing, but it's one of those things that you got to consider if you're going to do this. Because, like, you know, like, let's just say if I did start a New York branch, I might have to travel to Virginia to go fish like Anna whether I win or lose that weekend, I get nothing for fishing that weekend except for the possibility of getting something in the future. You know what I mean? So, then, yeah, so, so, so there's absolutely. like, there's no like instinct. Do, well, do, do you think it might be better to change at one point where like you still win something, you know, like. You well, absolutely. Mo- the, the the whole
1: concept is for your team to have enough sponsors to where you're actually making a profit. You can pay the players. That's what we're trying yeah. to build to also, not just, not just the end of the pot you want to have your, your, your KFL sponsors, but I also want to have my Washington Warhawk sponsors where they say, you know, we're going to sponsor you. We're going to give you X amount of dollars a year to promote our brand. Here's some product. uh, And here's some money to pay your players as far as whether it's travel or different things like that. That's what we're trying to grow to. We're trying to get it to where tournament fishing itself is a lot less out of your pocket, but the cost of that is spending the money up front in order to start promoting and growing. Okay. Um, I mean, do you see really it,
0: has, Greg, has Greg talked about it all though? Because that's like, that's like, I guess, one of the only things that would uh, uh, like hinder me from like doing this is be like, it's, it's, just, it's like, because you know, like, like it costs a lot of money to drive to Virginia. Like, I, I fish, like, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's an eight hour ride for me, and I, I you mm. know, I know I, I could stay at the Lake Anna State Park, and that's pretty, you know, but still, it's like. I'm gonna go down there. I'm gonna compete, win or lose. I get nothing from this event, and then yeah. I gotta plan. Then I, I, I guess it's like my thing is, is like planning from event to event, but not getting anything unless you know I went. You know, like well, look at like you know what I'm doing with Hobie and uh, you know KBF. It's like I can go down to a Hobie event if I if if I do good and I cash a check that's gonna help me get to the next Hobie event, cash a check, and then you know I'm, at the same time yeah. I'm building angle of the year points. Uh, I'm qualifying for the tournament of champions, uh, so like, there's always like, I'm constantly. If it goes right, I'm getting something as I move forward. Uh, for 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 this this it's just like it's uh, you don't get shit unless you win the big, you know, the big, and, and no other yeah. sports like that. You know, like even look at football, <laughs> it's like you st- you still make money. That, you know, yeah. doing it, and I'm not saying like, look, it, it's a new thing, so I'm not saying it has to be that way. I'm just. As we're moving forward, if the thing grows, and, and like we're trying to incentivize people to come in and do this and build more teams, more chapters, and things like that, has there been any talk about like like how to make this more, I guess, profitable for the anglers as they're during the season? Yeah. I guess. That, yeah, like I said, that that is
1: what it is all about. I mean, the it's sponsors. Still, I know it's the still, sponsors. It's still, yeah. it's still in its baby phase. You know, we have to prove the concept, so that way sponsors will come. Yeah, we have sure. to provide the content. If not, they're not going to come. Uh, I will say that, say, for example, you decide maybe four years down the road, all of a sudden you want to start a team, it's going to be a lot harder for you as a as a team owner to, to start getting sponsors, unless you just have complete hammers on the team that already has sponsors and their sponsors are like, yeah, let's go ahead. I already got, you know, five amped outdoor you know, pro staff on there, I'm going to go ahead and sponsor your entire team because everyone already uses that battery anyway, or, you yeah, know, Dakota lithium or, you're, you know, Dakota lithium, I just saw the DL, sorry. <laughs> um, you know, or, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, unless no. they're going to start providing and stuff like that, they may say something like that, but that is what the whole concept is. But for us, say we have four years of building as Washington Warhawks and, uh, we test ourselves and say we win a championship. Well, we're more likely to have more sponsors to give us money. And that way we can pay players for travel or pay players, uh, you know, to actually have some type of a salary. I mean, that's what you essentially want it to be. We want fishing to become profitable for the angler.
0: Right. All right. So, know, t- all the time. <laughs> so two So two more questions and we'll, and we'll, we'll end this thing, man. But uh, uh, this one, do how important is it to have like a manager? Um, you know, I'm starting to think about this. You got six guys, uh, guys who live separate lives. You, uh, you want sponsors, uh, you want someone to uh, negotiate everything with Greg as he's playing this stuff. Do you have a manager and is that manager required to fish? Or if he, to me, like if I'm doing this, like, uh, if I, let's just say if, if I decide I was going to start a New York branch, I'm not fishing. My goal okay. is to find six anglers to fish on my team, and my job would be. To find sponsors and to figure out how to make this work, is that happening? Is that is that happening? Uh, Absolutely, you can. uh,
1: I'm not sure which teams are, but I have heard of uh, some of them happening like that. Uh, If that's the case, man, if you want to start a team and just be the manager and not fish, by all means, go ahead. You know, really, you're just trying to establish that team. Uh, You'll have to wait until next year. Um, uh, But I mean, you can start building your team now and start to get the sponsors. But as far as competing
0: wise, you won't be able to compete until the
1: next season rolls around.
0: Well, uh, uh, I'm just saying, for like your guys, do you guys have someone who's responsible for all it's, that? It's funny,
1: yeah, I mean, man.
0: Greg Greg
1: runs a lot of this stuff, man. He he has KBBT, he does KFL, um, you know, all the little tournaments, and he still runs uh, Washington Warhawks. I was I was originally the owner for it. Uh, but I had some things come up to where I wasn't able to handle the responsibilities of it; just didn't have the time. Um, so he took it over, man. He's been doing a phenomenal job with that. That's where you know, as soon as he got over, that's when we started making trades for Bobby Moore and, and Eric Siddiqui, all those guys, man. He he can definitely get people over here. So
0: so, so it's it's definitely important to have someone who's going to be like, whether you want to call him the leader, the manager, the owner, or whatever, give him whatever title you want. But you need somebody to to keep this shit. The Organized. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And so uh, look, it's, tough. it's tough for him
1: because he's trying to find sponsors for us. And then I, I help too. like, Hey man, you know, so-and-so has been talking about us. They are, they're interested in possibly being a sponsor. I let him do all that sponsor work. I'll, I'll still go out as, as individual anglers, you're still trying to find sponsors as a, as a team too. So you look at what everyone else has sponsors for and you can say, okay, well, nobody has, we'll we'll just say an example. Nobody has an apparel line sponsor or something like that. So, Hey, is everyone good? You guys like this stuff? Let's, uh, let's start using their product and, and see if we'll get a promotion from them. Um, but obviously the most important thing in any sponsorship is using their product first. Yeah. You know, and that might be something that you got to agree on as a team. Yeah. You you are trying to find those sponsors though,
0: man. All right, cool. Uh, so last question uh, about this is like, like what's the inner works between like what Greg is doing? Cause I mean, like a lot of you, a lot of these guys, and I don't know if you're still doing, I know you, like this year's been off for you, but uh like like putting together but not interfering with other people's like personal goals, like Derek Brunnel, yeah. Derek Bruttle wants to win the national championship with KBF. Uh, yeah. Matt Connett wants to be a yo, know, he's a national championship. Uh, Kim Wood is always he's fishing Hobie events and KBF events this year. Um, how does that go into like this i mean this is a standalone thing this' is different than any of those other organizations are uh how's the planning go like how' does that tie and tie like you know allow people to pursue uh personal goals and then uh you know uh, yeah uh, you know try to attain this uh these team goals like i mean what, what's that been like
1: yeah you know it, it is pretty difficult because whenever everything kicks off it is a tournament every single weekend uh after that i mean essentially it's the owners they' i mean you look at some some teams and there's guys that they don't travel at all they only fish yeah. their local waters they don't do kbf they don't do Hoby. they don't do uh bass they don't do any of those so those might be the guys that you put in that week that allows the guys like Derek rundle and Kim wood uh matthew Kona, and all those guys to go and travel to do a kbf event um and you can also rotate things in too maybe Maybe there's a KBF event in the same day, but their waters is actually one of your home waters. So now you're doing a KBF event. You're doing a KFL event. You're doing your monthly event. You're doing all of those things. You know what I mean? And and it is a possibility to work it that way. Um, So that way, not only it gives that opportunity for you as a team to, to fish that, we'll just say KBF, KBF event, because they're on your home waters. Now that team that was traveling down, we'll just say from Michigan. Traveling down, they were going to come fish that tournament anyway. Now they have two purposes for being there. Now they okay. have the possibility to win some money at the KBF tournament for making the travels, but also progress their team for KFL.
0: Right. So, so, so Greg does his – or whoever puts it together, like they do their best to work those things out, right? They try
1: to. Now I'm not saying it works out like that all the time.
0: Right. Uh, now they
1: don't focus necessarily on the local club trail. You know, uh, you may, like, for example, this past weekend, I went and fished Chesden, but my local club was fishing a Battle of Five Lakes. I did not fish that local club because I went to Lake Chesden. Uh, So there there are all those things. We're not, he tries to plan around the bigger events. So that way those teams can have those events there. They're already going to be traveling anyway. He does try to help plan around that. But as far as local stuff, not necessarily.
0: Okay. All right, cool, man. Well, look. we got to wrap this thing up, dude. We've been doing this for an hour. Um, how's your season gone so far? Like, what do you think about all this? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. like it's, this is, this is a different kind of competition. Like it's different than going to like a KBF or Hobie event where you're competing against uh, anywhere between 80 to 300 people. You know what I mean? Like, it, it but now you're competing strictly against uh, for the people, right? Cause it's you. Yeah, You're, you're just
1: for other people. It, you know, it's, it's fun. It's fun and stressful at the same time because now I you're working as a team to to find locations. But at the same time, the very first game, you're like, man, uh, do I really want? Like our first matchup was on the Potomac. Like, do I want to share my Potomac spots with my teammates because I'm going to be efficient against them against another tournament? So once you kind of get over that concept and you realize that everyone is helping each other to win, uh, it becomes a lot better, man. Like you just start working, and then uh, it also. I think in the end it's going to help because now, say the same four guys that are always fishing in the KFL tournament, say they go do a KBF tournament, they're more likely to share information with each other or help each other pre-fish and stuff
0: like yeah. that. You know? Well, let me ask you, it's like, do you got, Let's just say you guys are fishing like a giant fishery, like uh, Champlain, right? Where you um, got? Right. You're talking like three hundred miles. You're talking. I mean, just just gigantic. Uh, you know, in the South is known for largemouth, and in the North is known for smallmouth. Are we breaking that shit up? Is someone? Uh, are you seeing two guys down there who are known to be it, really good at fishing grass, <laughs> And then you're sitting like Sadiki up there up north to go fish those small. Like, are those some of those things that you guys <laughs> strategize?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, you just go wherever Sadiki tells you to go because you know okay. he's catching them. Yeah, uh, yeah. But no, we do we do we do it like that sometimes. Uh, uh, for you know, like I said, for example, in two different ways. For example, the first our first event, two of us went at one spot and worked with each other and two went to a different spot and worked with each other. Now this last event, three of them went and the upper part of the lake and I went down to the lower part of the lake. It all, it all depends what people feel uncomfortable with too. You know, like the upper part was muddier. A lot of those anglers felt more comfortable fishing muddier water, where I like clear water or slightly stained water over muddy water. And, you know, so you, you do a little bit of those different types of things. It might practice, they might be like, we're going in four directions. And we're going to try to locate some stuff. Maybe there's some rock piles. Maybe there's some grass patches. Maybe there's all these different types of things. And then you're going to share that information. So you're also building that repertoire of knowing that lake because there's eventually going to be a tournament again there at that lake. So now you have yeah. four people sharing information and it'll help you later on in big events too. Yeah. It's, cool. a, it's a blast, man. I, I really enjoy it. I like the live aspect of it being uh, strained. My mom and dad can watch me doing tournaments. and They live down in Alabama. Um, uh, my, my family here can can watch me and stuff like that, man. My friends. It's really cool. Then go on, ask questions, cheer for you. So that's the really cool aspect with not only KBBT, KFL, and stuff like that. Getting that live aspect out there all and right, so, promote myself.
0: All right. So last question. This ain't, I want this to be short. Did that whole Mark Coates thing have anything to do with you guys? Uh, is that going to affect you guys at all, you think? What do you mean? All right. but If you don't even know about What's it, it don't mean? fucking matter.
1: No, no, no. I, I mean, I know about it, but I'm trying uh, to understand what the question
0: is. Well, no, like I mean, Because was that part of KBT, KBBT, yeah. or that, was that part of KFL? Uh, no, is that's that,
1: part of KBBT.
0: Okay, so it's got nothing to do, with you guys. Um, I mean, no. Yeah. Not, not KFL itself. No. No, because you guys not are you, you, you guys are an online event. You guys are you're fishing the same lakes. You're absolutely. Yeah. So it, it's a completely different thing.
1: Yep, you're going to launch right now. Not in all ways, I mean, because you can launch from whatever launches you have, but there is a possibility you're going to launch from the same ramp as one of the opposite team uh, members. Okay. So it, it is a little bit different than the KBBT stuff.
0: Okay, gotcha. All right, man, well, like, who do you want to thank that makes fishing easier for you? Then we'll end on that.
1: Uh, man, I just I, I thank all my friends, my family, for, for watching all the, the content and, and just supporting me over the years, growing my Instagram account at uh, Will Brewer Fishing. Uh, you can check me out there uh will brewer fishing also on youtube i'm trying to get more content out there uh old 18 outfitters man they're a better known company uh sorry i know you have your rod sponsors but this is my time yeah it's your time Uh, (laughs) so old 18 outfitters man uh they're a better known company down in texas and uh you know they brought me on i appreciate them and everything that they do for me i have amazing rods go check them out anytime you have a question feel free to message me outdoor dreaming. Like always, man, they've been a sponsor since day one. That's one of my, that's actually my Navy corpsman in the Marines and he brought me on his team and I've been repping his stuff, you know, Oh, with this man. freaking. Okay. So, you know, uh, not only hats, apparel, SPF protection and stuff like that. That's what I wear whenever I'm out there and I'm not fishing on KFL all the time, man. Uh, checking them out. Yolo tech. I always use Yolo tech to catch all those great catches all day power. We go to my Facebook. Go to Instagram. Click that link. Help me out. I do get a percentage off of that. Uh, but they're amazing stuff, man. Uh, Other than that, I mean, man, I I, I appreciate you for having me on here. Man, yeah, dude, taking the time. It's been like
0: a year progress process, man. <laughs> I know
1: you work. I think you work shift work. I work shift yeah, work. You were pushing yeah. tournaments. I was doing something else. So, I, I truly dude, I've been wanting to come on your show for a long time, and uh, I'm excited to be on here. Hopefully, uh, some people learn some stuff about some stuff, and I didn't bore them too much.
0: Yeah, dude. No, this, no I'm, I'm finally glad I had someone here to actually talk about the KBL, because like I said, Conrad's great, but Conrad's Conrad, and Conrad loves himself, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just giving him shit. But no, no, it's cool, dude. I love what KBL's doing. Like, I wish I would pay more attention to it, but I get caught up in everything else, but uh. It's not like a great thing, and it's not like everyone. I think the most important part of this, and like all the haters need to, you know, kind of fuck off just a little bit. Is that like there's people who are buying into this, who are enjoying this, and if you don't want it, and you don't want anything to do with it. Just fuck off. There's nothing you can't really say anything yeah, and- until, until you pay the six eight hundred dollars to go there and and compete. Because like, like, are you happy with it?
1: Absolutely, one hundred percent. I talked
0: talk to Derek. I, I talked to Derek He's happy with it. I talked to Matt. Like these guys are happy with it. So, fuck the rest of you guys. Go get a life. <laughs> exactly. S- stay with your local tournaments or, or whatever it is that you guys are doing with each other. But like you know, I, 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 all power to you guys. I'm gonna try to pay, pay better attention to you guys. I tell you what, what really like like did turn me wrong, but like. Dude, I got so many goddamn requests. Like, follow me, follow me. <laughs> like all the team <laughs> requests. I was like, you know, the Copperheads, the Maulers, this and that. I'm like, I'm like, leave me the fuck alone. But uh, no, I'm just kidding, guys. Uh, dude, good luck with the season, man. Keep me updated because I suck at following shit. Uh, keep me updated. I want to see how this thing ends out, and uh, we'll definitely talk again later in the future. I mean, you, you guys still got a, a championship coming up and everything else. So I'm, I, I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to see how this thing progresses.
1: Yeah, hit me up at the end of the season. Uh, that way we can do like an end of the season recap or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. See how things go. Uh, some right. of that live coverage.
0: All right, Devil. I'll talk to you soon, all right? Ra. Later, bro.